Party God Squad, Valentine's Day is in our sights. That means chocolates, cards, lingerie, and Manscaped. Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which I heard is Cupid's favorite. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find their Lawnmower Body Trimmer, the, dare I say, best trimmer on the market for his balls, back, chest, and the list goes on. Let's not forget the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, shooting arrows of love through those pesky nose hairs. Pewing, pewing, pewing. If you want to get your man a gift this Valentine's Day that'll make him say I love you, Manscaped is the only route to go when you're traveling through the tunnel of love. Right now, visit manscaped.com and use code ROCKY for 20% off plus free shipping. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com and use code ROCKY for 20% off plus free shipping. Happy Valentine's Day. Anyone who is the proud owner of Beyonce Renaissance Tour tickets, this message isn't for you. It's not for you because you can't relate to the pain of having this woman be famous damn near your entire life and then not being able to see her live because you have to pay your telephone bills, pay your automobiles, and then finally when all that's paid, all you can afford to do is just chill. Yeah, I don't think you do. Through all this ticket drama, I realized one thing. I don't want to be an independent woman anymore. I'm throwing my hands up at you because I need help. Look, I'm not saying I won't end up at the Beyonce concert. I am a master manifester, okay? My manifestations just take a little bit longer because they like to party hop through the universe. And to be honest with you, right now my life is on this whimsical trajectory, so I don't know where I'll be in July. I could be sitting front row center. But right now, all I can do is fantasize about these $4,000 tickets. Will Sean Paul surprise everybody and come out and sing Baby Boy with her? Will she have to choose between Listen or Halo? Because low-key, I'd pick Listen. When she sings Love on Top, is the key change going to be even more jaw-dropping in person? Who else will make cameos? Is Nicki Minaj going to come out and sing Feeling Myself? Or is Megan the Stallion going to come out and sing Savage? Or will they both come out causing a hip-hop explosion extravaganza? Fuck to the left, to the left. Come to the right, to the right. If you have access to these tickets... I want to be in the crowd when she's singing single ladies so I can flap my hand back and forth, back and forth while she pretends to relate to ever being single in her life. Now that's acting. At first I was really, really sad by these ticket prices. But then I thought about it and she really has earned it. She's been our queen bee for as long as I can remember. And as long as all of us are going to agree to the social construct of money and not favors or bartering, then you really got to up your game if you want to see Beyonce in concert. And I know a lot of people are upset that they can't go. But her words, not mine. Beyonce, you won't break my soul. You might break my wallet, though. (laughs) 
Welcome to the Rocky Rundown, where you get to learn a little bit about my week. Party God Squad, hello. Did you have a good week? I sure hope so. Mine was great. I was productive. It was relaxing, and I ended it watching the Grammys, which I thought was by far the best award show I have seen in a really long time. Let's get into it, shall we? Trevor Noah is really just the cutest host of all time. He's witty, he's charming, he's charismatic, he's fine as hell. Everybody likes him. Here's a tip. If you don't like Trevor Noah, it's you. It really is. I'd also like to address the elephant in the room. What was up with those small-ass four-person tables, though? Isn't this supposed to be group seating like a wedding? It did look like the largest audience ever. So maybe they had to fit more people, I don't know. But those tables were really giving daytime Emmys energy and not 2023 Grammys energy. Bad Bunny opened the show. And have you guys been listening to Bad Bunny? Somebody's been listening to Bad Bunny because he was the most streamed artist of 2022. And I love that when he got an award, he gave his speech mostly in Spanish. And SNL, just on a sidebar, also did one of their sketches half in Spanish. And can Americans just start doing even more things where everyday programming is in both of these languages? It'll only make us smarter as a nation. And let's be real, Spanish is a sexier language. Y solo desearía ser fluida, pero nunca practico. Brandi Carlisle is really having her Jennifer Coolidge of music moment, huh? I say that not knowing if she's been famous for 20 years or two years. But I'm here for the wins, baby. She sold out Madison Square Garden, so she has got to be popular. And I'm just seeing her everywhere in a way that I hadn't noticed before, which means nothing but good for brands. Jennifer Lopez was absolutely serving looks for dinner. Please, if you're listening to this, share my podcast with at least one other person. So by the time I'm 50, I could keep my face tight like that. The internet is going crazy over this clip of her and Ben Affleck apparently fighting when Trevor Noah was sitting next to them. But if anyone's ever been in a relationship before, you know sometimes things can look like fighting when they're not fighting. He might have said something like, hey, let's go fuck in the bathroom. And she might have been like, no, I'm going to give you some of this 50-year-old face ride when we get home, baby. Now sit up straight. But the internet wants to speculate. And the truth is, we can speculate all we want, but we'll never know. So can we please just let J-Lo and Ben Affleck have their moment as a couple? Can any of us really handle the trauma of them breaking up again? No. So don't fuel the fire. They're America's favorite aunt and uncle. And I frankly don't want to have to make two pit stops at Christmas. Leave Benifer alone. The best pop album category was full of bangers, and I bet you didn't know that there was a new ABBA album out, and it is not remakes of the same old songs. They wrote new songs, I think, I assume. Harry Styles won that category, and I know I've talked about this man before and his general hotness and swag. When him and Chris Pine were doing press for that movie Nobody Watched, Don't Worry Darling, I know that he spit on Chris Pine. I saw the tape. 
You can say he didn't do it. The publicists can deny all they want, but I know what I saw. All I'll say is I wish he'd spit in my mouth. Spit in my mouth, you British bitch! All these random fans got to go to the Grammys, and I just feel like I should have been invited. I feel like I should be invited everywhere, and that's my sickness. Viola Davis, she got the EGOT, and she gave Beyonce the award for best R&B song for Cuffy, 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 Baby. Two things, when this award was given out, Beyonce wasn't even there yet. That's right, there was LA traffic. Which begs the question, where is your helipad, my girl? $4,000 tickets and you can't get to the chopper? Let me get out of this woman's pocket, respectfully. Smokey Robinson and Stevie Wonder performed and it was a magical blast from the past because they wrote so many classics and these motherfuckers make it to every one of my dinner party playlists. They cut the camera to The Rock, who's in the front row swaying along and The Rock gets to be in the front row because somebody heard that Adele had never met The Rock so they introduced The Rock and Adele to each other on live TV. Now this movie making machine gets to sit front row at the Grammys. If that's not motivation to be well-liked the way The Rock is well-liked, well then I can't help you. Unholy by Sam Smith and Kim Petra's one for best pop duo song. And that song absolutely fucks, okay? Bobby don't go, Bobby's getting hot on the body shop, so it's something unholy. During their performance, Sam Smith made the Illuminati hand signal, and now conspiracy theorists are going to go crazy. The whole performance was devil-themed. They made the Illuminati hand signal. It's like, yes, of course the Illuminati is real. Secret fraternities exist. I was in one. We didn't sacrifice anybody, but we did get free bagels every Friday morning, okay? And I didn't want to lose that free bagel privilege, so I didn't tell anybody about the secret fraternity that I was in. Why would celebrities tell us if they were in the Illuminati? Can you imagine the bagel spread that they get at these meetings? Get over it. Lizzo's performance, you already know she killed it. Harry Styles' performance, that was a lot of fun. I would have gotten dizzy, but that's just me. During one of the speeches, I found out that Harry Styles used to work at a bakery. Which got me thinking, I wonder if he still specializes in pound cake. Cardi B came out, or as I like to call her, Cardi Triple B, Bad Bitch Beyond. She gave Kendrick Lamar the Best Rap Album Award. And if you are a tried and true member of this party god squad, then you already know 34 episodes ago, I told you to go listen to Kendrick Lamar's album. So if you haven't done that yet, that's on you. Go back to episode 74. Check out the thesis I recite, which is the new past tense of recite, all about his album Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Then go listen to his album, or vice versa, listen to the album and then listen to my episode. But I put my heart and soul into my thoughts on that album. I love Steve Lacey's music, but tell me why Steve Lacey came out looking like Steve Wonder. And if you don't believe me, just Google him right now, last night at the Grammys. Because I know he looked in the mirror and said, Do I do? LL Cool J made an appearance. 
The man literally does not age. He looked so good. Also, a lot of people might not have caught this, but back in the day on the TV network UPN, LL Cool J used to be on a TV show called In the House, where he played a nanny to a working mother and her three children. And when he was monologuing to everybody, he made a reference and he said in the house. And secretly, I think he was referencing his UPN show. Only the real ones would get that, though. LL Cool J's first purpose at the Grammys was to present Dr. Dre with the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award. And isn't that a life goal, to win an award that's already named after you? LL Cool J's second task was to perform in the 50-year tribute to hip-hop. They had so many iconic rappers up there. I mean, it was positively a most epic tribute. Everything cool in America stems from hip-hop. Beyonce did not win for Album of the Year. This caused a lot of controversy on the internet. Harry Styles did win, however, and although I bumped his album all summer long, Harry, we gotta work on our self-awareness. To say in your award speech, this doesn't happen to people like me, it's not the move, my guy. I feel like I knew what he meant. Maybe he's an introvert, I would guess, or he's a quiet person, or maybe he was referencing his bakery days. I don't know. But you just have to be a little more self-aware. And also, it's an award speech. Tensions are high. Pressure is high. You're in a room filled with the biggest stars in the world. There's gonna be nerves. I'll let the internet drag him because honestly, late night talking was my shit, isn't it? I will say that Lizzo shouting out Beyonce at the end of her speech was so beautiful. Give people their flowers. Tell people they inspire you. There's nothing wrong with that and it doesn't hurt anyone else. There's room for everybody to win and if everybody just realized that, the world would be a better place. And you might think people who watch award shows are vapid. But as someone who watches award shows, I disagree. The Grammys ended epically with a performance from DJ Khaled, Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, John Legend, and Jay-Z himself. They performed their song, God Did, which is all about love, and we love love, and wanting to see your peers win, which is what I just said. And the title is God Did, because I think he's trying to say God believed in all of them, and all of them are there now, which, I mean, he's not wrong. It was very spiritual. Lil Wayne came out, and you know that's my baby, baby. I love Lil Wayne. And one of his lyrics was, God did his thing when he made me. Which I haven't related to a Lil Wayne lyric more since he said, Motherfucker, I'm ill, not sick. That's my favorite. And then obviously Jay-Z sat front and center in a Last Supper-esque table. And he spit hot fire like Dylon. I thought it was the best award show I've seen in a really long time. And although watching celebrities celebrate isn't everyone's cup of tea, it is one of mine. And I really think in my core that good award shows can be a vessel of peace and U-N-I-T-Y. That brings us to Rocky's highest thoughts, my most stoned thoughts of the week. Number one, where do people with amnesia go when they don't believe that they have a relationship with their loved ones, but they're still a fully functioning person? 
Number two, when a new brand of electric car comes out, is it messed up to say I don't want to be in the first batch of testers? Number three, every time I run for the subway and I catch it, I always feel like the movie of my life is about to start. Number four, if you find yourself having hurt feelings or being annoyed with your at-home Alexa, then it's time for you to call some friends and get out of your house fast. My guest this week is comedian Liam Dalton. Liam is a tried and true New York City comic. He's funny, he's easy to be around, and he makes his presence known in both the most subtle and memorable ways. His wild word was bomb, which is appropriate because Liam is about to blow up. If you haven't done so already, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can follow me at Wild Nights with Rocky on TikTok and Instagram, at Wild Nights Pod on Twitter. If you want to watch extended interviews with all of my guests, please subscribe on YouTube. You can support the show for 2 or $5 a month by joining my Patreon. A big thank you to everyone who's written and everyone who will write a review when this episode is over. It really does make a difference. And now, please enjoy my Wild Nights conversation with Liam Dalton. Liam, welcome. Thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm a fan. Oh, you are the sweetest. I'm a fan of you. We were just together less than 24 hours ago. I know. We're, we're going fast. We're going fast. Uh, you were performing at St. Mark's Comedy Club. You you killed it. It was so funny. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I needed to hear that because I have notes. <laughs> I have a yeah. lot of notes on my set. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, I didn't feel great about it. I mean, it's never going to feel that great when it's a smaller crowd, but I felt like I... I hope no one else noticed, but I felt like I wasn't present enough. Gotcha. Well, I honestly think that it's good that you have notes on yourself because you are the one that is with you every comedy show you do. You are the one who's like constantly trying to improve and see what works here and what works there. So if you are constantly critiquing yourself, then that's the only road to getting better is practice and critique. True. And the only road to depression. <laughs> well, there's many roads to depression. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> you might point. as well if you're gonna if you're gonna be depressed, you might as well take the funniest route. You know. Good. Yeah, that's that's my motto. <laughs> but the good news is the good news is last night you surely did not bomb. Wow. <laughs> all right. First of all, don't call me Shirley. <laughs> I shouldn't have laughed that that hard at that, but it was funny. Um. So <laughs> that was almost as bad as yours. Oh, shit, Liam. So Liam's wild word, before he roast me too hard, Liam's wild word was bomb. So Liam, take us on your wild night journey, bomb. All right. So I had this show last, let's say August. I'm going to say August. Okay, so pretty recent. Yeah, pretty recent. I was like in a funk. Mm -hmm. Like I was, not to get too serious, but I was in a weird place. You can get serious. All right, you know what? Let's get really serious. Yeah, get real. I I just lost someone in my life. Uh-huh. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to do comedy now? Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to pretend to be happy or whatever. I just, I was in, also in a weird funk comedy-wise because I was doing, I carved out like a tight five that I liked. Mm-hmm. And I was doing it a lot and it was doing really well. And then I just had a couple shows in a row where it wasn't really doing as well as it usually does. And it was, the words were exactly the same, but I just wasn't like all there. And I had this show where like a bunch of my friends came. I was at Stand Up New York. My friends mm-hmm. came. Uh, some of my family came. It was like this five-minute set of like the same stuff that has been working really well. 
And it wasn't a bomb. It was not a bomb, but it was like very mediocre, which is almost worse. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the stuff that I've been doing pretty well. Like, I don't want to sound like it was kind of killing. And then now it's just like very like mediocre set. And it, oh, I felt like gross. Like I felt like, yeah. Oh. Was this and the first time they had come to see you? There, no. There, but one person, one of my friends that was there, it was the first time they've seen me. Okay. And that, that's what was driving me crazy too, because I was like, I just want whenever I uh, stuff doesn't a set doesn't go great, I just want to show the audience a video of when that same stuff did well. You're <laughs> so like, actually, that, yeah. Like no, no, no. Trust me, this is good yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then that. That dude who's my friend, I was right away like sent him a link. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, no. This is what it's usually like. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but it just like, oh, I felt so shitty. And then that night I, I was out with my friends and I felt shitty even before the show. Like, I was just like super tired. Mm-hmm. Like didn't feel good. And I really just wanted to go home. But I was like, fuck it. Like my friends are out. They came for me. Let's go out. And I was like, I feel so bad right now. I just want to get drunk and like yeah. go crazy. So even though I'm tired, let me push through and get fucked up. That's always mm-hmm. a good idea. Right? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, so, <always>. I, <laughs> so I went out with my friends. My friends, for some odd reason, are obsessed. The East, like those bars on like McDougal, like those yeah. NYU like frat type of bars. Thunder Jacksons and all yeah. those. Yeah. Off the wagon. Oh, yes. Yeah. Down the hatch. Yeah. Like my friend who loves it the most. I'm not going to say his name, but Carlos yeah. loves it the most. He's like 30 years old. I was like, these these are all 21-year-olds from NYU. This yeah. Cannot be further from 30-year-old Carlos from the Bronx. Yeah. And uh, But whatever. He loves to go there. I was like, fuck it. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. So we yeah. went. And we're getting fucked up. We're getting fucked up. And I am a reformed bar fighter. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like, Sam, yeah, I can see that. I, can see that. <laughs> I don't know if you're reformed, though. You went pretty hard the other night. I'm just kidding. I don't know. No, but I would never, I never actually got into fights, but I would always be like, like ready to fight for. That's the Irish in us. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, like four drinks. And it's like, all right, who wants to fucking go? Who looks at me crazy? She bumps my arm. Yeah, exactly. For no reason. Meanwhile, it's like, you know, none of that is on purpose. Exactly. But So I used to be like that. Mm -hmm. And there's been a couple of times where I've gotten like, I've gotten thrown out of places when I did not deserve it at all. This is, these are, all right, I'll give you a side story. So, <laughs> this is gonna be the longest podcast ever. I love uh, it. There's been times where I've gotten thrown out where I shouldn't have gotten thrown out, mm-hmm. and then there's been like one or two times where I should have gotten thrown out where I didn't. But every time I've gotten thrown out, I didn't deserve it. Like one time, <laughs> I literally, literally, I was talking to this girl, and then three seconds later, some like big Italian dude in Brooklyn was like, "Yo, don't talk to her." And I just right away was like, you know, she was talking to me, right? He disappeared. And this like dude who looked like his bodyguard stepped in right away. was like, chill. And I was like, no, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to him. And then I stepped towards him. And then next thing I know, I was out of the bar. Like I was in fucking a full Nelson by these three bouncers. I was like, they must be in the mob or something. Because I didn't even. There's been a couple other times like that. But in the past, like, two years, I've been like, yeah, I'm off that. Whatever. I Anyone can say anything to me. I don't give a shit. I'll make a joke. I'm not going to. I don't want to fight anybody. I don't want to get hit. Water and off your back. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll probably say something that might end up getting me hit. But yeah. I'm not going to. I'm going to try to avoid fights at all, all costs. Good. So then this night, I don't give a shit. I'm, like, relapsing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I'm not. Let me rephrase that. I'm not relapsing. We'll do a little... Uh, uh, Scratch on that one. <laughs> yeah. This night, I'm re- not relapsed. 
I'm still, I'm ready to get fucked up, but I'm not trying to fight anyone. I'm just having a good time. Gotcha. uh, My friend, I'm not going to say his name, but uh, my friend Carlos, he's not reformed from getting into fights. Okay. So we're at Off the Wagon, typical NYU kids. Yeah. And someone like spilt a drink from the second floor. And I see him just sprint up stairs and I'm like, oh no. So I follow him with no intentions of like, let's fight someone. I'm like, I'm going to stop him from doing whatever. And I'm so scared because I'm like, he's going to fucking do something stupid. Mm -hmm. I get up there. By the time I get up there, he's like buddy to buddy with these people from Nebraska. He's like, oh, it was them. It was an accident. They're visiting from Nebraska. These guys are great. And it was just like, oh, that's cool. Whatever. This is fun. And we were talking to them, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, I was so worried something was going to happen. Yeah. All right, let's go back to having a good time. Then 30 minutes later, I'm, my phone is dead and I'm trying to find a charger. And the next thing I know, my friends are gone. And I'm like, what, where is everybody? So, so they I left walk you. Out, that's what I thought. Yeah. So I walk outside and I see my friend who, again, I'm not going to name, but Carlos was out there. Yeah. And he We'll just was, call him Carlos. Yeah, let's right? just say. We protect the innocent and not so innocent. So Carlos is his name. Yeah, it's also mm-hmm. his government name. But um, <laughs> <laughs> when, we, when we got out, I, I got outside and I see him screaming at the bouncer. Him and the bouncer are like face to face. I go to my other friend. I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, I don't know. They just like threw him out. Like apparently some girl spilled a drink on him. <laughs> and then he started yelling at her and they threw him out. I'm like, oh, my God. He so another won- girl threw a drink on him? Yeah, this wow. one was intentional, though. This one gotcha. was someone right next to him. I Boy, never got yeah. the full story of why or what <laughs> happened. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll add him to the Zoom and we'll get the full story. <laughs> but uh, so I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And yeah. I see like something switch in him where he's just like ready. You could see it in his eyes. Yes. He's screaming at the bouncer. And then the bouncers are like getting fed up and they're like turning around. And then the other bouncers coming in there. To be fair, like he was completely in the wrong. But the bouncers were egging it on. I fucking hate bouncers. I'm whatever. And then they were egging him on. Right. And anytime we would finally calm him down, the bouncer would be like, yeah, that's what I thought. I'm like, shut up. What are you doing here? Don't like, do that. Yeah. Then finally, like this is going on for so long. We'll calm him down. Then he's back. Then he's back. And then, oh, this is the worst part is that at one point, like he's obviously really drunk and he yeah. slaps the ground and he goes, I'm from the Bronx. And then- <laughs> He was like, we don't give a fuck. Like, who cares? That's probably the worst. Like, he acted, he got kicked out of the bar. And he's like, yeah, but I'm from the Bronx, though. As if they would be like, oh, so sorry, sir. Right this way. (laughs) Had no idea you were from such royalty. (laughs) Please come back in. Let us get that red carpet first. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drinks on the house. (laughs) That's like the worst. I, oh, man. When someone has to scream where they're from. Uh, And eventually... The bouncer's like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. And he squares up. And then he starts fighting the bouncer. By the way, throughout this whole thing, there's like seven just random dudes next to the bouncer. They're not bouncers. They're kind of like kids in like their early 20s. Okay. Like standing there just watching. And then as soon as this happens, a bunch of people jump out of nowhere, including those people. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And in my head, like, I'm still reformed. So I'm like, can't get into a fight, not throwing any punches. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but yeah. my friend is like basically about to get jumped. Mm-hmm. So I jumped in. I just all I did was stop one of the people from coming in. So I just grabbed him to take him off of that circle. Yeah. And in that split second where I grabbed someone to take them off, I just got hit from behind. Oh. <gasps> 
in the eye twice. It all happened in a second, and then everything was done. And I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I didn't even know what happened. And then I, I like, get up. Everyone's gone. What the hell just happened? And then right next to Off the Wagon is a comedy club, Grizzly Pear. Yeah. And I just hear someone go, Liam, is that you? Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, fuck. He's like, what are you doing, man? I'm like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. And then, as if that didn't just happen, this guy, let's call him Carlos, gets <laughs> right back to yelling at the bouncer. I'm like, what? Did you not see what just happened? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is done. Like, stop. My cousin, who is in that brawl too, disappeared at this point. We're like, yo, we don't even know where yeah. he is. Like, let's calm down. And then there's like a crowd forming of watching this crazy man yell at a bouncer. This crowd doesn't even know that I just got sucker punched in the yeah. face. And then this is all going on. Cops are coming. And then I'm just like so confused. And then I go over to the comics. I'm like, I'm gonna have five minutes on this by Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up having... I woke up with a black eye and a concussion. Oh my God. Yeah. So now I'm reformed from even breaking up fights. I tell my friends now, I'm like, I have retired to selfishness. Yeah. If anyone gets in a fight, I'm walking the other way. Like I had shows that week that like I couldn't do. Because of the black eyes? Because mostly the concussion, like the pain was bad. Wow. And then the next week I had a show and I have a black eye. I'm like, I have to address it. I can't yeah. just do, can't just do 10 minutes and not address that I have a no, huge black eye. Yeah. So I ended up doing like a whole set about having a black eye. I'm like, I can't risk this again. Like this is, so yeah, I'm, I will not help anybody anymore. <laughs> I call this bomb because that whole set, that set earlier that day, I felt so shitty. I was like, there's nothing, there's no worse of a feeling than having such a me- mediocre set. Yeah. And I got punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is, this might be worse than a bomb. <laughs> yeah. Well, that just goes to show you it can always no matter what it can always be worse yeah but it's also like oh i had a shitty set i might as well get punched in the face today yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) well you know i think it's better to get punched in the face on the day that you have the shitty set than like have the shitty set then the next day you get punched in the face then the next day you have a concussion it's like all in succession but taking up your whole goddamn week yeah that's true that would be a bad week so it could <laughs> always be worse. That's wild. For so sure. so since then, this happened in August. Since then, that's only a few months ago, but you've been pretty chill when you've been out and your crew's been pretty chill. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> a couple months later, I had I was out with like a couple of my friends, not them. They were mm-hmm. out and we were out separately. Yeah. And they were in the Bronx and I was just like chilling, whatever. I had been like, I'm good since then. Yeah. But I show up and I've told them I'm not helping anybody. Yeah. I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm happy. I'm trying yeah. to just be chill, like having yeah. a good time. Not here for any of that stuff. None of it is worth it. Mm-hmm. Because I even view not to get all like spiritual or something, no, you but can. like I view that as like that had to happen because maybe if that didn't happen, another time I would have tried to help one of my friends. And then you never know, someone might have a knife or a gun or like yeah. we got lucky, even though yeah. I was the only one that got fucking hurt. <laughs> Carlos or whatever his name is. Whatever uh, his name is. It's just like never worth it. Even if you, even if there's no weapons and you win the fight, yeah. you can hit someone, they go down, they crack their head, you're going to jail. Like there's no win. Yeah. So I'm, I want no problems with anybody. Um, but anyway, this next time I met them, they were in the Bronx and I got there and I just see a crowd of people. I see fighting going on and I'm like, oh wow. Like we should probably just go. Yeah. And we couldn't get in touch with my friends. And then I'm like, wait, is that, is that? 
and it was my friends. And I was like, I'm not even like I'll talk to him when he's uh when he's in the corner of the ring. I'll talk to yeah, I'll yeah, talk yeah. him down, but I'm not getting involved. Yeah, it's so tough too because it, it sounds to me you said your cousin was there at the other fight and your friend Carlos maybe is his name. <laughs> um, but but it sounds like to me and just knowing you for the short amount of time that I've known you, I feel like you're one of those guys who's had the same friends and friend group for a minute like y'all are tight thank you. yeah i, I yeah kind of yeah at this point now yeah you know what i mean like you've been through some stuff like you just that's the energy that you give me like somebody who's going to be like a ride or die friend oh but thanks if you are hanging out with people who constantly constantly want to fight that's a low vibration like you said it felt like maybe come some kind of like spiritual intervention that this had to happen so it doesn't happen again in the future but yeah you kind of have to be like peace like let's let's just go out and do our thing like let's not let anybody else's negative pockets get into our vibration yeah yeah for sure and i've had a lot of talks with my friend whatever that guy's name is whatever and he he gets it like he knows he's working on it yeah yeah it takes time everybody everybody's at a different pace with everything The last time I almost got into a fight, it was right before the pandemic. I was out, we were out at a bar and I noticed my debit card is red. And I noticed there was a debit card on the ground and there was like a booth full of all of our coats and bags. And this girl was like going through the group that I was with. She was like going through all our coats and bags and stuff. And I was like, what is this girl doing? And then I saw my card on the floor, but then I picked it up and it wasn't my card. It was my friend's card. Then I like put it away safely because that would have been a disaster the next day. Like, and then I see the girls like going back to our coats. Girl, what are you doing? There's nothing for you over here in this booth. Oh, I I lost my jacket. I go, well, your jacket's not over here. Yeah. Like, this is not where your jacket's at. And she's like, well, I need to check. And I was like, no, you don't need to check. And my <laughs> arm, my like in her face, my arms are in the air. And my friend just came bolting across this crowded ass bar, got in between us. Real quick. I'm sorry. For those who yeah. are listening and not watching, you just said my, fr- and then, and then you did almost like a punch <laughs> motion. So I thought you just swung on this. Girl. No, no, I didn't swing, but I was very like in her face like what are you doing stop going through people's things like we're all drunk at this bar like you have no business over here like this is how shit's falling out of our bag there's so many coats like stop and my friend just told me that my arms were flailing in the air (laughs) and that's like she said uh she said it was like a air traffic controller (laughs) she ran across the bar and she got in between me and this girl and I just was like she's knocking down your shit she's knocking down our shit and she's like I know I know I know but calm down calm down you, you go over there and she like handled the girl I don't know where it would have led to, but I think that was my last time being, I don't want any That's part good. of that. I think I would have probably maybe been a little bit more calm. I've done a lot more mushrooms since then. <laughs> so I'm a lot more Zen, but I, yeah. um, I feel you on being reformed on the bar fights. It's not worth it. That's good. Yeah. That's good that it only ended up being just that too. Cause I, yeah. And being out with people who have your back, yeah. you know what I mean? But you can't expect people to intervene every time you're ready to get into a fight. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I almost like completely 180 flipped. It was almost like I didn't do any mushrooms but it was almost like (laughs) I was just like yeah no I'm not doing that anymore and then I completely went from like situations like that I probably would have been like ready to go right away and then now I'm like the guy who's like making friends with dudes in the bathroom (laughs) yeah I'm like let's everyone have a good time together 
Yeah. And before I was just like, what the fuck are you looking at? And it's like so stupid. It's like it's no, nothing good comes from that. And then like one of the first times I went out since my, uh, my, uh, what do you call it? My spiritual awakening. Intervention. Maybe? Yeah. Your spiritual intervention. <laughs> yeah. I wrote, I went to uh, a bar in Rockaway with uh-huh. different friends. And as soon as we got there, there's this dude who like, it was such a tight bar. Mm-hmm. And this dude was kind of like, kind of like bumped into me when he was walking by. And I thought nothing of it. I'm just like, it's a packed bar. He's probably yeah. drunk. And then I guess he bumped into everyone I would, I just met this dude. Yeah. And then he bumped into this dude that I just met. And and they were, I guess he hit him or something. They were like face to face. And this drunk dude, he's like six five, ripped in a camo Trump hoodie that's three sizes too small for him. Like he he definitely just wanted to fight. He was looking for something. Yeah. And he's face to face with this dude who I just met. And my friend is like in the middle of him, like, Bro, we just met this guy. Like, what? What's this blind loyalty you have to him? Yeah, like, I'm not gonna. I'm fucking walking the other way. And of course, it's like a Rockaway bar, so the, there's no bouncer. The bartender comes out from the other side of the bar, kicks him out, and yeah. then goes back behind the bar. And then the dude comes back in, orders a drink, and like nothing happened. Something small like that. Like, I don't. It's also just like a masculinity thing of like, yeah. oh, someone's fighting. Oh, I gotta get involved. Oh, someone bumped into me. It's like nothing is that. There's no reason for that. Yeah, there is no reason for it. And I'm glad that both of us have hit our reformed mark we're peaceful people now and you being the peaceful person that you are you're bringing lots of joy to the world with your comedy ah thanks and you know you're just you're just a young buck but you are already so seasoned. And um, I I haven't asked you this in person, but when did you start doing comedy? I started last March, actually. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. Last March. So you haven't even been doing stand-up for a year? No, it'll be a year. My first open mic was March 15th last year. That's wild. You're Thanks. you're you're really on a great trajectory, Liam. Like in a ah, big way. You. In a big way. Oh, I'm just so proud to know you this ah, early thanks. on too. That's so exciting. Um That's nice of you. So what made you kind of get started? Was everyone saying how funny you were? Were you just kind of it was always you were itching to try it? What was the deal? I was the class clown growing uh-huh. up. I was that guy. It's funny, I was thinking about it recently that I remember when I was like sixteen, mm-hmm. I said to my friend, like uh, maybe I should try stand up, and he was like, "Nah, I don't." And then I didn't. He was like, "You have to have a like a like a broad sense of humor." I don't know, whatever it was. Yeah. And so that's the first time I. Other than that, I never really had a thought about uh-huh. it. And then as I got o- older, I was like, oh, I would love to do that. And yeah. I just told myself, oh, I can't do that. That's me, I can't do that. Yeah. And then the past maybe eight months before I actually started it, I mm-hmm. was like, oh, I really want to do it, but uh, I don't know. I don't Always know. the buts, yeah. Yeah, and I was writing, but I wasn't doing anything about it. And then finally, I built up the courage to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I went all in and I haven't stopped. That's amazing. So what uh, shows do you have coming up in the city that people can check out next? I'm producing a show February 23rd at QED in Astoria. Amazing. You should come through. It's, it's yeah. in your hood. <laughs> uh, it's the, called Coming to America. And... I loved the poster. Oh, thank you. Yeah, me and my friend Jamel are running that. Uh, that's I have other shows in between then, but that's the one I'm really pushing right now. And Amazing. then um, I'm doing a monthly show at the Harry Lemon on the Lower East Side. It's going to be the last Wednesday of every month. We just sold out the first one. This one, I think it's not uh, definite yet, but I think it's going to be February 15th. Amazing. Uh, so those are the two shows I'm pushing heavily. So Liam, give everybody your social media so they can find you, follow you, and uh, learn from your zenness. Ah, thanks. <laughs> oh, I hope I don't relapse now. 
Uh, <laughs> well, if it has you know, to be I'm, done, it has to be done. <laughs> <laughs> I really felt like as soon as I flipped, I really felt like a former alcoholic. That like <laughs> you know how like they say like when people get sober, then they start seeing how everyone else is an alcoholic. Yes, yes, yes. I really felt like oh these guys are. And then they're judging people. I'm like, these yeah, guys yeah. are fighting for no reason. Meanwhile, like last week, I was doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can follow me at Liam Dalton Live, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. YouTube. Amazing. TikTok. Well, follow Liam. We're going to hop off here because uh, we need to check our, our family tree. Both of our family is from Cork, Ireland. So we need to make sure we're, we're fingers crossing that we're cousins. Wait, um, can I just say before if my family listens to this, they might come at me for that. So my family is originally from Mayo and okay. Westmeath, but I have some of the Westmeath cousins now live in Cork. It is good that you clear that up. Mayo and Cork are neighbors. Uh, mm-hmm. For anybody checking out the, the map of Ireland, they are neighbors. So it's easy to, um, you know, hop from one county to another. <laughs> nice. I like that. That's good. Thank you. My Irish family said it's terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, to, I do a really bad one. So to me, that's great. Also, um, I got to say to okay. Carlos, I love you. I'm sorry for saying this. I was going to ask, I was going to text him before this, be like, yo, is it cool if I tell this story? But I'm like, I got a concussion. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I could tell that story out. <laughs> but I love you, Carlos. We love you, Carlos. You're a star. I'm sure I'll meet you one day and I look forward to it. it and will. Liam, let's keep making moves together, shall we? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I love the podcast. You're the I, best. Thank you. You're the best, Liam. You and I will talk soon. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Peace. Peace. Is that...